incredible level that very few human headbutts had ever bettered. Statistically, it would have broken the South East England record that was held by Mrs. Wendy Mills and Mr. David Dubry, who did it two years ago. These self-confessed losers, although these days they didn't believe that anymore, had evolved quite a lot since those long gone and unfortunately never to be quite forgotten days. Wendy was now married and had just found out that she was, wait for it, pregnant. What bliss. It was, as you can imagine, a far better option being pregnant than headbutting some crud called David in what was, without doubt, the single most embarrassing moment of her entire life. David was also married and had recently become a daddy and worked for the social services in Winchester, which is where he was from. The less said about the headbutting incident, the better as far as he was concerned. So as you can imagine, that pregnant Wendy and socially caring David would have been delighted to have relinquished their title to Harry and Glynis. The shockwaves of that gruesome headbutt by Harry and Glynis had reverberated all around the universe and beyond as a human act that was not meant to happen did. Whatever the source of all love and knowledge had planned for us, fighting, killing and war was not part of the big game plan. That, of course, included full-on or even side-on headbutting, whether intended or not. It was so bad that these higher and more evolved beings from the other frequencies had to investigate these highly irregular acts. Back to the retreat. Ow! said Harry and Glynis simultaneously as both recoiled back and put their hands up to the head-butted area that gave them both instant excruciating pain. All the other spiritual wannabes in the reception stroke meeting room stopped dead in their tracks and looked towards the sickly conversation-killing sound that churned all other stomachs over all at once. Even Harriet stopped her fussing for a few moments to digest that horrible noise that human beings should just not hear. All eyes were now fixed firmly on Harry and Glynis as they both once more plummeted to an even lower ebb than they had previously thought possible. Time stood still as new words for excruciating were hurriedly being created to accommodate this life crisis that they were both now engaged in. Harry and Glynis's eyes were both drawn to the ground where the name tag, Glynis, stared up at them. Harry, for his part, was way beyond being gallant, which he usually was, as most people who had met him would readily agree. So he had no intentions of repeating what had to be, without doubt, the single worst moment of his life. Glynis, unfortunately, had received all this data in a split second by just looking into Harry's stunned, embarrassed eyes. But as ill luck would have it, she once again was frozen to the spot and couldn't even blink, let alone move, which would have given clarity to a rabbit that didn't understand the expression about a rabbit being frozen to the spot by oncoming car headlights. Of course, there were no live rabbits in the retreat for two very good reasons. Number one, not many rabbits were interested in developing their spiritual advancement. And number two, none were on the menu as this was a strictly vegetarian weekend retreat. A rising feeling of nausea rose up from the pit of Glynis's stomach, accompanied by a feeling of dizziness that was immediately felt in her lower regions as her knees started to buckle and crumble. Let me show you your room, dear, said Harriet, who had taken in the whole fiasco and had moved like lightning as she supported the weight under Harriet's elbow and led her out of that room that for her had now become a living hell. 
Harriet did this with a minimum of fuss, and one had to admit that she was good at this sort of thing. Once they'd left, Harry bent down and picked up the little badge from the floor with Glynis written on it and put it in his pocket before retreating from the meeting room because, as he had rightly surmised, anywhere would be better than here. So he excused himself. When Harry returned to the reception stroke meeting room, he found that everyone was still there and Harriet, the hostess, had returned and was launching into her opening spiel. So, she said, with a beaming smile on her face as she scanned all their faces. Now we have all found our feet, so to speak, I'd like to formally welcome you to our weekend retreat. My name is Harriet. And I am your leader who will be taking you through exciting and for most of you, new experiences as we delve ever deeper into our own.